When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. This is Bleeding Black on SCNZ. It's Kiwi for rugby. Yeah, bleeding black. So we are going to very shortly open the lines, take you talk back on Ireland versus the New Zealand Māori game yet to reach its 80-minute mark. So what we will do is we'll take our first commercial break now. We'll get that out of the way. Justin Marshall's going to join us on the program. Telephone number if you want to be involved is 0800 150 811. You can text us here on 8833. I can tell you New Zealand Māori leading Ireland 32 points to 17, 78 and a half minutes gone. Now it is our time to break this down, provide some insight and some analysis. We'd love you to be part of the show. The telephone number is 0800 150 811. You can text us here on 8833. Joining us on the programme, All Black great Justin Marshall. Justin, good evening. Welcome. Good evening, Waddo. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, look, um, before we start maybe just breaking this down and looking at different aspects of the game, just give us your overall thoughts on it. Um, look, it was predictable. I, I thought, given the side that the Irish named, and, and they're bringing, look, they're bringing some firepower here to New Zealand to take on the All Blacks, and they're bringing a side that's established, a side full of experience that will test the All Blacks, and everyone knows that. I've been talking about it. The fact that there's been extra games added in is a bonus. Uh, look, we all knew that the, that the team outside of that side that Andy Farrell knows is our strongest side would be, I don't know, let's face it, uh, a second tier, maybe third tier outfit. And to be perfect, on the side, I thought that's exactly what it showed. Um, the game itself, here we go. Let's get this started off, mate. I know you're a guy that likes conversation and I know our listeners will as well. Um, Look, I question a whether or not the uh, the Maori play a traditional style that they've been known for, or they are just a uh, a New Zealand side or a super side that play a methodical style of rugby that could beat the Irish, and they did uh, quite comprehensively. I watched the whole game and thought, yeah, they're going to win this game, or they played in the tradition of Maori rugby. I don't think they did. But there's times where they could have taken quick taps. They could have sped the line out, start. They could have played in the tradition that is Maori rugby. That wasn't evident to me. So, what was it? Was it a chance to give the Maori a game and chance for the Irish to have a B team come out and develop some depth and have players get some rugby? There you go. So, that's, so, my, that's my breakdown of it. Yeah, so Justin, from that then, are you disappointed they didn't play the Māori way? They didn't play a little bit more yep. ad hoc or the way that William Webb Ellis hoped that everybody would play the game? Yeah, yeah. look, look, 
there's no doubt about it that they have a specific way to play. So they're either going to play that way uh, or they're not. And they didn't play that way. They, they played a very structured game. They played territory. Um, they worked their way into the game. They, I guess, brought their key players into the game through uh, sort of suffocating the opposition to, I guess, making mistakes and then capitalised on that. But it wasn't the razzle-dazzle that we know that Māori rugby produces. But when have we last ever seen that? Mm. You know, so, so who, who, oh, I think that mate, what I put yeah. this way, I think they're stuck in this sort of cyberspace of uh, now that they are a force in rugby and they've got some impeccable record and this historic record of beating all these sides traditionally. That they then go, you know, we've not been beaten, we've not been beaten, so they don't go out and play how would we expect them to play and produce that type of rugby that and absolutely bamboozle the opposition. They, they're going out there to win. And I don't take umbrage of that because they went out there and they won. They structurally, Bang, Bang, um, McMillan did that and the, the players that are experienced implemented that and they did it seamlessly. So, so what, what do we want out of the, the occasion, uh, I, I guess? Yeah, so what I'm sort of taking from this, Justin, and the more you talk about it, I, I probably don't disagree, is that yeah, they didn't really live up to the Māori brand of rugby, did they? they were, yeah, they might have Māori jerseys on, but did they, yeah, play perhaps the way we would like them to play? And was it a good advertisement for Māori rugby tonight? Yeah, well, look, mate, with, uh, I think it was 17 minutes to go. There was a penalty right, you know, nearly in front of the post. And I thought to myself, oh, they're going to quick tap this, which the Irish did regularly, to be fair, but they were chasing the game. Um, were they going to kick the touch? Or were they going to show us something or whatever? And they, you know, they decided to kick for goal. Which they, they actually missed the kick for goal. Uh, and then, I don't know, five minutes later, they did the same thing. And then they opted for a scrum. But by then, you know, the game was six, seven minutes further on and they had it in the bag. But, you know, we, we, where do we get to in the sort of, I don't know, the space of, what is this team of about? Is it, what's it about? Is, yeah. it, is it about playing this style when the, when the opposition come into town and they have to play the New Zealand Māori, they go, okay, here we go. We're going into this game. We don't know what to expect. Or do we go into this game and it's a prelude to what we expect from the All Blacks? Because I watched that game and thought, mm. it's a structural All Black game. So mm. that's given Ireland the mindset of what's going to happen on Saturday to a degree because this is not a side that's playing anything different than what we regularly see through Super and probably progressively onto the All Blacks. Yeah, so Justin, is there an issue here at coaching? Do we not have any coaches with vision or do the rules of rugby just have such parameters now that it's very hard to reinvent the wheel? It's very hard to continue the evolution. I mean, you're right, because I think I always get, sometimes I get excited by Super Rugby and then 20 minutes into it, I'm sort of like, oh God, it's the same old, same old. And um, yeah, I suddenly start to lose a little bit of interest. And you're right. I mean, what we saw tonight, I mean, if anything, Farrell's just sitting there going, OK, this is how the All Blacks are going to play on Saturday night. That's fairly simple. We won't need yeah. to do too much in-depth analysis on the video, will we? No. No way. And, and, mate, no. No, that's not the way that it should progress. And it's not the mindset. And 
I can't agree with the fact that that's the way the game has to be played. Honestly, when we sat down last year and we watched Fiji take on the All Blacks, I thought, holy moly, this is Fiji playing against us. And they played. They just played the way that they naturally play. And it was awesome to watch. And I watched a Drua play. And you watch teams across the board who have a unique, specific set of skills in the way that they play. And they, look, they've got, to, they've got to also play within boundaries of the game. So they have to adapt to you know an 80-minute game and not be stupid. But if they get the balance and then they have that little bit of razzle-dazzle in the way that they can play, like, I remember watching this interview, Watto, the, the one after the Blues played the Drua, uh, I think it was in Melbourne, and voted it there and going, oh, oh my God, mate, but we, we prepared for this game. And he said, we, we, we knew what they would bring, but how do you prepare for that? Mm. He said, how? So he said, we knew what they would bring, but he said, we knew what they'd bring it, but they, you know, they just do things out there that we can't control. And, I don't know with the Māori are uh, doing those things that traditionally in the past that they can approach a game and that is completely bamboozling the opposition going, this is Māori rugby. It's this complete, spontaneous, instinctive rugby that will completely bamboozle you at times and you just can't ever prepare for that. But tonight they look like a structured team they went out there with a methodical game plan, implemented it, and they, and they won. But have we, because of Super Rugby, because of the way of our teams playing a, a similar way, playing this structured game, have our players forgotten how to play on instinct? Have they, are they scared of playing ad hoc type rugby, playing with freedom? Not necessarily, but they've got to have the... They've got to be, empower, they've got to be empowered to do it, yeah. That's right. They've got to have, and the courage to play that way. Mm-hmm. But look, look, think about those players. They're all fringe All Blacks in that Māori team. They're on, they're on the cusp. You've got Cullen Grace, who's sitting in there. You've got Ioane, who's not far away. You've got TJ and um, Brad. You've got All Blacks across the board that, 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 that they know the All Black sectors are watching them. So if they do something Māori <laughs> uh, orientated with a little bit of sponsor, Canadian or instinct about it and completely balls it up. But, you know, they go, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Oh, you know, and, and don't get it right. If they get it right, that's amazing. But if they don't, the set just go, yep, that's why. That's why he's not in there. So, yeah, the balance is off. Um, I, I, I just, look, don't get me wrong, what I, and, and look, you're going to get conversations about this for the rest of the evening, and that's fine. But, you know, I come from an all-black mindset and a Crusaders mindset, and I've been in the environment. And when I used to watch the Māori play in my time, I used to watch them play, and they played with this instinct for the game mm. that the all-blacks just didn't have. We, we just didn't have it because they had this uncoachable, unnatural instinct just to go out there and do things on the rugby field. They were uncoachable, but they were encouraged to do that. I watched a, a team go out there tonight playing like an all-black B team. Mm. And, and they... And, 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 you know, so, sorry, because I know I'm talking a lot, but what I want to say is, I'm sorry, but what's wrong with that? Because they've methodically put away, you know, an, an, an Irish team quite comprehensively. They've done nothing wrong. It's not their fault. 
and they've got, they've, they've absolutely got the result, and they've got it. They've got it without really raising too much sweat. They've done it. They've done it with accuracy. They've done it with. So it's like bloody hell. We, we, I don't know. I'm, I'm just sort of trying to find a way to say. I'm not being critical, but I'm just saying. Yeah, what, yeah, what, what, the, the, yeah. I don't think they're. I don't think they're acknowledging the heritage of Maori rugby and the way the game should be played. And that was, and that's probably the disappointment in all of it. And now that you highlight it, um, it's a fascinating point that you make, Justin. I think a lot of people will probably agree. Uh, and I think rugby needs something different because one of the things, Justin, the first thing somebody texted in was just how disappointing the crowd was tonight. I mean, here we are. We've got Ireland yeah. here. We've got the Māori All Blacks, and that you know about a quarter full. And you know, mm. it's it's not going to get better unless we provide a product that's more entertaining and less predictable. Yeah, it was disappointing to see the crowd. Uh, I thought it would be uh, much more anticipated uh, this this game than that. Uh, the, the the pre-game prelude was amazing, obviously with the anthem, the anthems, and then the, the haka, mm. and then the tributes to Sean Mainu was massively appropriate. And it's just like this game was set up for Maori rugby and New Zealand rugby with that little shoulder, and the, and that shoulder's got to be shifted from the All Blacks to take its place in the game because they are different in the way that they play. Okay. So, so, and, and did it did it deliver that? What did it did it did it um say you know no, look, I, I, Justin, Justin, I, this is the way we play. I, I think you summed it up. It looked like an all-black B team mirroring the all-blacks. Now, can I ask you this then? Yeah. So I'm sitting there tonight thinking, well, okay, we'll have a look at this Irish team and we'll see the way Ireland are going to play. And I can't imagine it's going to be too different in terms of the way their number one team is going to play. But from just listening to you now, who takes more out of this from what they saw tonight? Does Andy Farrell now go in with a better understanding of the All Black game plan, or yeah. does Ian Foster now have a greater understanding of the way the Irish are going to play? Yeah, well, the Māori gave um, Ian Foster no idea of the fact of if you want to throw the ball around, if you want to have a little bit of a go on the outside channel, like you know, Sean Stevenson with his break, brilliant, but Apart from that, we really didn't see Connor Garden Bashup uh, and any of those outside backs really in the game. So, you know, we didn't see that, uh, I don't know, that flamboyant style of play where we can really push Ireland into areas that they don't know how to defend. So, look, in my mind, unless the All Blacks come up with something miraculously different, they didn't see anything they haven't seen in Super Rugby. There's no way they do. Like, you, like you, mate, you've, you're a mind for the game, and all the listeners are here as well. You tell me that you saw something from the Maui and New Zealand rugby there tonight that was completely different to what Ireland have probably seen and, and, and sort of premeditated themselves to come here and defend in New Zealand when they've arrived on their shores. Bloody hell, I'll, be, I'll go uh, ahead but, but, but Justin, I, I, I haven't seen any evolution in the All Blacks game since 2017, no. to be perfectly honest. Going right back to the British and Irish Lions, I've still been waiting for someone to ask the hard question, what has changed with the evolution? Can I ask you this? Your time in the All Blacks and your time in Crusaders, did you, throughout your career, naturally always feel like there was progression, that New Zealand was continuing to write a book the rest of the world were going to read? That, for them, say, when you first came into the All Blacks, by the time you got out of the All Blacks, it was was a very different game. The All Blacks had continually evolved. Yeah, well, but, you know, geez, mate, I was lucky. We, we were in a successful era. Um, 
you know, we had a yeah, yeah, but you create, but you create, but you created that era by having coaches and stuff who had some vision and players who were prepared to buy into it, who brought ideas to the table yeah. and said, "Hey, let's try this." It's just my intuition and my natural instinct to suggesting maybe we could do this. Absolutely, and we and you know, I'll make no secret of the fact that we revolved it and evolved it around certain players. Mm. Why would you not, when you've got Jonah Lomu in your Correct. team, or Christian Cullen in your team, or Tata Umang in your team, not revolve certain patterns in the way strategic you want to play around players that can either break defenders or at least you throw them in the picture, hold defenders. You know, they just have to put themselves in the eye line and defenders go, oh, and stop. And bang, that creates space for others. You know, and then you've got great manipulators like Andrew Mittens and Carlos Spencer, you know, so yeah, absolutely. We we, we did. Um, but we, we were continually trying to paint a different picture because if you paint the same picture from week to week to week to week, with the analysis and the analogy and the video that's going on nowadays and the technology, people will figure it out. Um, it, 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 I guess... Justin, yeah, it, Justin, it sounds to me like we're almost overcoached now that the players just, it's a bit like NFL, they're just chess pieces. It's, yeah, well, it's not, we're not overcoached. We just have to have the license to be instinctive. And, you know, one of the greatest pieces of advice I ever got when I was really struggling with my game was from Wayne Smith. And he said to me, what are you doing out there, Mushy? What, what the hell are you doing out there? And I said, oh, right up, mate. I'm, 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 you know, I've, I've just, for the pass and the, the kick and the and the, the decisions about he goes, yeah, you're not playing instinctive. Why did you even pick up the ball when you first started? Mm. I said, well, because I knew what I was doing. He said, yes, be instinctive. We're, we're, some of our greatest players in the game, they don't play under structure. They play under a structure, but when something evolves in front of them, they're instinctive. And when they're instinctive, they are the most lethal rugby players on the planet because we know the game like no one else in the world. Mm. Because we pick up rugby balls when we're three, four, five years old. And we go, you know what? I know how to pass it. I know how to kick it. I have vision. And if we've got the license then to be able to do that and not stick to a structure and a game plan, like the Māori should not be structured and orientated towards, then we can cut teams in the world completely apart. Okay, Let, let's just look at some of the fun parts of the game tonight. Let's look at the set piece. Let's look at scrum time. You, you've sort of said basically this is almost an Irish third team. Um, not, yeah. a, not a bad New Zealand Māori side on paper in terms of the forward pack. Uh, did, you felt, did you feel that one side had ascendancy over the other or there was a bit of parity there? And how concerned should we be based on that in terms of what their number what their number one side might look like on Saturday night? They were pretty tough, I thought, the Irish up front. Um, they had their moments, scrum time, but, you know, in a, in a general game under refereeing, you'll have, uh, you'll you win some and lose some. Um, I thought they didn't, uh, they didn't lose that battle, uh, not entirely in set piece. Their line-out was pretty efficient. The breakdown work was pretty good. Uh, when they had I guess time inside the 22. They were good at clean out. Um, they were tough enough, to be honest, Otto. Uh, so they'll be good there. And, and obviously their test team will be, you know, two to three times better. So they, they're competent up front. And they always have been the Irish. It's a, 
it's, it's that grip nature that they've got. So, no, I don't think that we would be worried because we shouldn't be worried because it's what we should expect. Um, and that's what the Irish will deliver. Uh, you know, for me, we've been undone uh, recently is their manipulation. You know, the, 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 I guess the architects and, and Gibson Park and Johnny Sexton and the Ring Roses and co, uh, they, they've, they've been the ones that are hurting us. But, back to your question, they've been able to do that because their forward pack has given them a good ball. Mm. Good rough ball, good platform ball, good line-out ball. And I didn't see anything tonight where the Māori were massively dominant to go, oh, my God, we can actually attack them in that space. But, you know, yeah. you, we're a step up when we go to the test match okay. on the weekend. What did you make of the performances of Brad Weber and TJ Perinara in the halfback position? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, look, geez, you were so blessed. And uh, TJ coming on uh, with his experience, I thought his clearance was really good. Um, Brad Weber. He's just always harassing or try, you know, like, yeah. It's, it's difficult because I, I could put themselves positionally uh, in, in the situation that I'd be in and go, you know, if I was sitting at home, I, I, you know, to be honest, well, I think TJ's taking this well. Moldy, man. Like, this guy is a world-class halfback and um, he's now having to come off the reserves bench for the Moldy. So he's gone from... You know, All Blacks, you know, last year, end of year tour, starting test matches because Aaron Smith was out, to number four. Mm. And is he number four in the world? Um, I don't know. But, look, if, if I was the All Black selective and All Black coach, I, I would not be worried about who I'm selecting at nine. But I have many options with different varieties. I'd be more worried about What's around that nine? How that make how make, how makes that nine operate at mm. its maximum? Mm. Hey, Justin, did um, Craig Casey, the halfback for Ireland, we didn't see any real sort of kicking from the base of the ruck. We didn't see the high ball, which Ireland have been very good at in recent times. Are they did they not show their hand tonight in that area? They won't do it, mate. No. Um, look, if they were going to do that and play that way. Uh, I know Andy Farrell well. He coached me at Saracens. Actually, I played with him, which is even worse. So, I like I played with him, and then I played the following year, and he retired. Oh, what three, four years younger than me, and went into a coaching role. So, really showing my age here. But I, I know Fares really well, and he's a massively positive skill set. Well, he when he when he went from player and I was playing into his coaching role, it was skills. So he has no enjoyment out of not playing with the ball. Mm. There's no, there's absolutely no uh, comparison between uh, uh, Jameson Gibson Park uh, and the fact that he is the, the, the starting nine um, because of the way that because of the way, because of the way that he plays uh, and the fact that the Ireland don't kick the ball. Mm. It's simply because. He's quick to the breakdown. He takes steps. He's on the point, and he's not a second halfback. So the fact that we didn't see that tonight is absolutely no surprise to me whatsoever. Okay, Justin, just a couple of quick other things before we do let you go. Cullen Grace at eight. He was magnificent in that Super Rugby final. A lot of people scratching their heads saying how he didn't make uh, sort of get into the All Blacks. Uh, did he? Did he back that up tonight? 
moment in the real, real cauldron no. of international test rugby, he's he's there yet that maybe his level is still super rugby? I think he's on the edge, mate. Um, yep. Look, he didn't do anything wrong tonight. He scored a try. Look, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Because you're talking about a massive amount of talent in that area and, and where you're going to go to. So, look, I'm, I'm putting my all-black selectors and coaches hat on and they've gone, boom. They're loose forwards, and he's not in there. Mm. And then all of a sudden, massively, he's come from not even being in the mouldy to in the mouldy, and then starting. So he's they've gone. Oh shit! We've seen him play over the last two to three weeks, and he's actually pretty good. So they've gone. Let's throw him out there, and they've said to Clayton McMillan, and I don't think there's any rocket science about this. There's no, there's no, there's no hidden agenda. You know, they've had an influence, and Clayton's been told start this guy. Um, he was good. He he was good. Um, geez, would he start for us in the weekend? Probably not. Um, but he ha- he has to be in the mix somewhere. Look, mm. I, you've asked me a lot of questions, I guess, in the last uh, oh. couple of months, what and I, I reckon that's one. I probably can't conclusively answer. To be no, no, you're allowed to. Hey, just finally, too, I thought San Sullivan was excellent tonight, and boy, we've got some depth yeah. at fullback when you look around the country. I mean, his ability on that left foot to kick too. Um, yeah. I, I, in fact, if anything, I thought, yeah, he certainly looked the best of the New Zealand Maori tonight. He was good. Oh, I think he. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, he was one of the better players on the evening. Um, he was the one that was instigating, and and you need a spark somewhere. And like I said, instinctively, um, the Māori, they, they probably didn't probably play the type of game plan that I thought they were going to play. But hey, look, conditions might have dictated that. It wasn't a, a perfect night, and that can be conducive to, you know, actually, uh, and detrimental to your game plan, where you can have a negative effect if you're playing too ambitious. So we've got to add the odd person that was prepared, uh, prepared to play, and I thought Sullivan was certainly one of those, and you know, there was others that were certainly put their hand up, but uh, I don't know. It's a, I, I don't know how I feel, Water, after this game. Um, no, well, I, 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 I,
Yeah, this is a very, very, very good Irish side. And we're vulnerable at the weekend because we've got coaches out and we've got players with COVID and we've got things that we can't control. We mm. have to adapt. Uh, so we're at the Fortress, a place we haven't been beaten for, I think it's 48 years. Uh, 1994. Man, that's, that's exciting. Yeah. No wonder the place is sold out, mate. <laughs> hey, Justin, look, we'll love it. We'll leave it there. I appreciate your time tonight on the program. Thank you for staying up. Thank you uh, for joining us. Great insight. Really do appreciate it. Thank you. Call as anytime. Have a good night. There you go. 20, uh, 27 minutes away from 10. Telephone numbers 0800 150 811. Love to get your thoughts. Justin Marshall. Uh, yeah, please, the Māori won. Disappointed the Māori didn't play Māori rugby. Game too structured here. In fact, all we did was show the Irish our blueprint for Saturday. I think Justin agrees with me. Where is the evolution in our game? Did the Māori do Māori rugby a bit of a disservice tonight? Are they not empowered anymore to play the Māori way? To play that sort of ad hoc style, unpredictability? 0800 150 811 is the number. Jump on the phones. Give us a call. What did you make of that performance? San Sullivan, excellent. Interesting too, um, Justin Marshall not convinced that Cullen Grace is necessarily um, all black quality. Sean Stevenson simply outstanding. Zahn Sullivan outstanding. 0800 150 811 is the number. Disappointing crowd in Hamilton. Why? Why didn't people go and watch this? It's Ireland. It's international. It's not super rugby. Why are people not going to watch the game? Jump on the phone. Let's have a chat. Let's have a conversation. Some really interesting stuff from Justin Marshall. Taking your calls. Texas double eight double three. Someone already texted in and Josh saying, hey team, Lomax at prop disappointing. What a Wayne Barnes player of the match. I thought Wayne Barnes was actually okay, to be fair. I don't always want to start going after referees every time we have a rugby game. Uh, referees are at fault because rugby is too open to interpretation. But I've never been a big fan of Lomax, to be honest. In fact, I'm disappointed with most of our front rowers. 26 minutes away from 10. Telephone number is 0800 150 Justin Marshall on the programme. Somewhat scathing or sort of maybe disappointed that perhaps the Māori played too structured, that they didn't play the Māori way, the traditional way, that it was a little bit too predictable and arguably might have just given Ireland a little bit of a blueprint of perhaps how the All Blacks are going to play on Saturday. And even within that structure, where is the evolution in our game? Who gained more out of it? Andy Farrell or the All Black coaches? 0800 150 Stephen, good evening. Welcome. Hello. Um, look, I wanted to get it off my chest when I watched the uh, I watched the game. I enjoyed the game, and I, I think the Marys did play with that flair. They they used the tram lines very well. They they actually attacked heavily up the tram line. So they did uh, they did play the way you expected the Mari to play. But what really annoyed me was Bundy Aki coming on as the captain of Ireland and being interviewed. And and simply, my my gripe, and I know world rugby uh, allows this to happen, and that you have uh, lots of guys that can't quite make it for Australia or South Africa or New Zealand, and they go over to Ireland or Scotland or Wales, and they they end up playing for those home countries when they haven't got a drop of Scottish, Irish, Welsh in them. And Bundy are key, um, good player, but. 
you know, and he's playing within the rules. But what's happening is that the Irish, the Irish schools and the Irish clubs have got these Irish boys coming through. Now, Bundy Aki is taking a place in front of a genuine Irish boy or man. And, uh, and that Aussie prop that came on at the end, he was hopeless. When Kieran Healy went off, he was absolutely hopeless. But he's over there because he's an Australian that can't make it in Australia. And so it really annoys me. I think world rugby's got to knock that on the head because why would an Irish boy go right through school, go right through all the grades, and then gets up, gets in the team and into a club team, and then cannot get into the Irish team because... There's seven or eight Kiwis in there. Yeah, but, we, well, we, to, but, to be, but to be fair, we do it particularly with the Fiji, Fijian players. New Zealand's been guilty of it. I mean, a lot of the Fijian boys that end up playing for the All Blacks never grew up here in New Zealand. You can argue that a lot of the Samoan and Tongan boys maybe are second or third generation. But we've been guilty of it with the Fijian players as well. Um, but uh, but I'm not. That's not to say, Stephen. I don't disagree with you. I um, think yeah. I do find it when I watch here and watching the Bundy Keys sitting there and singing the Irish national anthem, and I'm expected to sort of see tears in their eyes because they understand um, the Great Famine and they understand the history of Ireland and everything that's gone on. Uh, equally with Jamison Gibson Park. Yeah, and, and there is a part of me that says, how can you actually take yourself genuinely, you know, seriously? Um, but look, I, I think New Zealand are guilty of it as well. I don't think it's just a, a Northern Hemisphere thing. It needs it needs world rugby to fix it because mm. uh, it's uh, heading in the wrong direction. I mean, it goes back a long time. And Shane Howarth played for Wales. That kickstart, well, it didn't kickstart it, but that was an example. And it just you know carried on. Hadley Parks played for Wales. Couldn't even make the Auckland team. Yeah, I think Regan King was another one too. Remember, Regan King played well for Waikato and then he ended up playing for um, Wales as well. Yeah. And, no, look yeah, at And, uh, and then what's his, what, what's his name, yeah. that um, former Crusader winger that's played a lot for Scotland in recent times as well. So, um, yeah, it does go on. But look here, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, Sean Maitland, I, I just, yeah, I wonder, again, I see, I, I, don't, I could never see myself representing anything else other than New Zealand. No matter what opportunity came, I just couldn't take it seriously. But that's me, Stephen, and you clearly well, agree. Um, yeah. Bundyaki's uh, children and say, "Dad, you played for, you played for Ireland, you know." Well, I, I, I mean, I think the test is where do you end up living in the long term. You know, look, I think Sean Lenine, no, who played, I think Sean Lenine, who ended up no, but I'm saying, will these guys end up actually living in Ireland? Or will they come back to New Zealand? And I think if they come back to New Zealand, it's sort of more of a demonstration of their true colours. They were in fact just hired guns. Where a player like Sean Lenine, who yeah. played for Scotland yeah. in the late eighties, early nineteen nineties, he actually is living over in Scotland. You know, so he's actually adopted that as his country. Hey, Stephen, lovely to have you on the program. Do yeah. appreciate it. Telephone number oh eight hundred one five zero eight double one. We are taking your calls. What are you? Your thoughts on this game. New Zealand Māori have got up 32 points to 17. Didn't score any points in the second half. In fact, Ireland won the second half seven points to nil. Uh, There seemed to be parity at scrum time. I was a bit concerned that if this Irish forward pack pushed the Māori around and this Irish team was only a third string sort of Irish team, then we might be in a bit of difficulty. Um, Justin Marshall didn't feel that Māori perhaps play the way they should play, that if Māori are going to come out, don't play with structure, play play with some flair, play with a little bit of unpredictability. And I think the bigger question here is, um, have we just become so damn one-dimensional? Where is the vision? Where are the coaches that are taking the game forward? 
and also talking to Justin, you know, back in his time, they actually built a lot of their game plans often around individual players or a group of players who maybe just had such extreme X factor, you could not build the game around them because you needed them involved. Did we see that tonight? Who takes more out of that in regards to IP? Who goes in on Saturday night saying, well, this is the way the Irish are going to play because the same coach coached this third-string Irish team is coaching their number one side? Or does New Zealand rugby go, okay, that's how Ireland are going to play it? Fairly direct. Not really anything particularly creative about it. Just direct and very physical. Double eight, double three. 14 and a half minutes away from 10. Bleeding Black is this particular segment right through to 11 o'clock tonight. We have just had the New Zealand Māori beat the Irish 32 points to 17, 32 points to 10 at half time. Uh, a dominant display by New Zealand Māori against probably the third string Irish team. Um, had former All Black Justin Marshall on the programme. Disappointed that it was so structured. I think Justin wanted to see the Māori play maybe the traditional way Māori rugby teams have played over the years, and that's playing, throwing caution into the wind, a little bit like the Fiji and Drua. You sort of know that you're going to get something slightly different, and you're not really sure how to prepare for it. All he saw, Justin's words, he said that, look, basically I just watched an all-black B team. And perhaps in doing so, have we just shown the way New Zealand are going to play on Saturday night? And is that enough? Is it enough to beat the Irish? Probably. Is it enough to win a World Cup? Probably not. Um, I thought Zahn Sullivan was outstanding at fullback. Boy, he looked good. Beautifully balanced that left foot of his. Sean Stevenson, got to be one of the most underrated footballers in the country. We've just got so much depth on the wings at the moment. Uh, Billy Proctor, uh, Ramika Poihippi in midfield. I don't know, there's a part of me that prefers Balin Sullivan somewhere in that midfield. Um, up front, yeah, uh, Billy Harmon, Cameron Silfoa, they're the ones that probably didn't quite get the defensive lines right at times, and Bundy Arkey went through, scored underneath the posts in the first half. And did Cullen Grace do enough? Is he deserving of an all-black jersey? Is he at all-black level, or is he more of a super rugby level? Jump on the phones, give us a call. Seriously, I want to get your thoughts on this one. You can text us here on double eight double three. Let's hear from Irish coach Andy Farrell. I'm gutted for the lads because I know how much it means to them. Um, congratulations to the to the Maori side. Uh, obviously, thoroughly deserved the win. Um, I suppose was it a tale of two halves? I think discipline was obviously an issue for us. Uh, sorted a little bit of that out at halftime and played some really good stuff actually. And I thought. You know, in the second half, we left two or three tries out there that we uh, we should have done better with. So we're disappointed. We know it was a big week for for, for, for the Murray boys, but it was a big week for some of our guys playing for Ireland for the first time. And uh, the lessons learned will be will be brilliant for us going forward. You know, uh, some of our lads have tasted it for the first time, and they'll get another crack at it in a couple of weeks' time. I was about to say, like, uh, with such a young group, sometimes you just have to go amongst the fire to learn, don't you? And I suppose that's what tonight was about, as you spoke about building the squad. Oh, yeah, I mean, there were some brilliant performances, you know? I mean, with a guy who stepped off a plane a couple of days ago and, and, uh, and fronted up um, uh, brilliantly for us. We've got young kids 
playing 80 minutes for the first time in, in, in an Irish shirt and you know there's some really good stuff from certain individuals and uh, a lot of dumb stuff along the way which is brilliant as far as uh, our learnings are concerned because that's what you've got to iron out if you want to make it to the top. Yeah look it's interesting isn't it um, you know some lessons learned and you've got a feeling that the Irish will learn the lesson and they'll be better for it and I'm not sure that in recent times the All Blacks have learned the lesson. I mean Take COVID out of it. You look at this all-black team that's going to take the field on a Saturday night, and it doesn't look a lot different than the all-black team that got beaten by the Irish and the French, and I'm not sure why they somehow think it's going to be any different. Um, yeah, what did you make of that Māori performance? What did you make of the Irish team? I've got to say, one of the big talking points for me is just how disappointing the crowd was. I'll be honest, I thought that would be a sellout tonight. I really did. Now, why is that game not being played in Rotorua? Hamilton shouldn't be able to host those things. If you're not going to turn up, don't host them. Like, take it somewhere who's actually going to appreciate it. You know, it's a throwback to the old days when we actually get these teams down here for three tests and actually playing some internal games. You know, take it to a part of the country that perhaps are a little bit more respectful of Māori. I mean, I know the Chiefs are called the Chiefs and probably amongst the Super Rugby franchises have the greatest connection to Māori. But boy, that crowd was disappointing tonight. Is it just because Waikato Stadium's crap and the whole game day experience is brutal? That you go and buy your gourmet burger and you need 12 bucks and you've got to check your interest rates the banks are offering outside of the cafeteria because they're so damn expensive and if you accidentally drop them, they bounce back up because they're so rubbery because they've been in the microwave for too long. I mean, is it like Eden Park? Is it a cemetery with chips, perhaps? But really disappointing crowd. Oh, look, seriously, New Zealand Rugby should be concerned by that. And their broadcast partner, Sky, should be. I mean, Sky have invested a lot of money in rugby. And are you investing in a product that's in decline? I think they have. I think they are. Yeah, we can all jump down about the, hey, what Super Rugby did and the fact that it's a sellout on Saturday night. But rugby's supposed to be an obsession here. It's supposed to be a national pastime. Question after 10 o'clock, did Māori do the Māori jersey to service tonight by playing too structured? Don't want to put the words in the mouth of Justin Marshall, but that's sort of what I sort of sense Justin was implying. Let's have the conversation after 10. Jump on the phone. Talk back as much better experience if you become part of the programme. You're listening to SENZ. This is Bleeding Black. We are having a post-rugby show. It is the New Zealand Māori that have got up to beat the Irish 32 points to 17. Very much a game of two halves. Ireland certainly came back into it in the second half, scoring the only points. But that is often the case, isn't it? When you score 32 points to 10 in the first half, what you probably need to do is play a little bit more percentage-type rugby. The question that I've got is who learnt the most tonight? Did Andy Farrell, the Irish coach, just get reinforced by New Zealand Māori of how we're going to play the game, how we do play the game here in New Zealand? And I asked that question because Justin Marshall was fairly scathing of, I think I'm fair in saying that, fairly scathing in the fact that the Māori played not the traditional Māori way. They're playing a very structured New Zealand style, a super rugby style, a style that you expect from the All Blacks. And Justin, in the interview after nine o'clock, said, look, he just felt like he was watching an All Black B team rather than a Māori side. Does he have a point there? 
And therefore, if we play, maybe empower these guys a bit more, allow them to play maybe like the Fijians do or Fiji and Drua did in Super Rugby, it makes it very unpredictable. And Andy Farrell's left there scratching his head going, boy, what side's going to turn up on Saturday night? Is this the evolution, the next evolution in rugby? Is this the next evolution the All Blacks are going to bring to the game? Equally too, Andy Farrell, his Irish side, there was nothing particularly dynamic about what they do. They're still going to rely on their big boppers. They're still going to rely on winning the collision and the breakdown. Their backs will come into it. But they too are somewhat predictable. It's just whether or not New Zealand's got the physicality to be able to put them on the back foot. Fascinating discussion with Justin Marshall. It is out on Twitter if you haven't heard it. Um, but where is the evolution of the game? 0800 150811. You can text us here on 8833. Uh, I thought Zahn Sullivan was excellent tonight. You go through and you have a look at Stephen Perifetta at fullback when he plays there. You look at Geordie Barrett at fullback. You look at Will Jordan if he plays at fullback. Man, we've got some depth. Zahn Sullivan is an all-black and waiting. He is going to have to wait a little bit of time, but he is an all-black in waiting. Uh, Cullen Grace. Did you see enough from Cullen Grace? Did he dominate the Irish forwards? Did he get across that advantage line? Was he combative enough to justify what a lot of Crusaders believe, that he should be in this all-black team? Or is Super Rugby perhaps his level at the moment? Sean Stevenson. What a player. Sort of another James Lowe. Do we lose him overseas? Or does at some point, does he get his chance in the All Blacks? We have so much depth on the wing. Wonderful footballer. Uh, Josh Awani, I thought fairly average in the 10 jersey. He hasn't played a lot there though, has he? He's played everywhere else. No real consistency in the 10 jersey. Did enough. Did enough. Few defensive lapses from Billy Harmon, Cameron Suafar, which led to the Bundy Arkey try. Uh, Bundy Arkey try. Um, one thing that was noticeable, we didn't see the Irish kicking from the base of the scrum. Craig Casey. When remember when Connor Murray was playing and Connor Murray, a little bit like, I think it's at Fuff de Plessis that plays for South Africa. That kicking game under the high wall. Sending the chases through. We're not seeing that under Andy Farrell, are we? Is that to their detriment? Happy to hang on to the ball. Happy to play the New Zealand way. Or, or, did they not do that deliberately tonight? Because that is a weapon they're going to bring to the table on Saturday night. 0800 150 I, I honestly thought, and I know this show was pulled together very late, I honestly thought there'd be a lot more engagement in this. Then I looked at the crowd in Hamilton, and no one seems to really have cared. I, I thought that crowd was appalling tonight. Absolutely appalling. I, I expect to be a sellout. Yeah, I'd rather see that game go to the East Coast, go to Ruatoria. Put it in a Māori community. Go back to the old school. Take it to the king country. At least have an atmosphere. At least take it to a group of people or a city that are going to appreciate it. I've said this for a long time and it was reinforced tonight. 
Rugby is in trouble. We're not rugby fans in this country, we're all black fans. What does that mean for the good of the game if the All Blacks continue to lose? And apathy creeps in. What have we got left? 0800 150811 is the number. You can text us here on 8833. Māori's get another win over another international side. But as Justin Marshall said, is that the mindset now? Are they more concerned about just getting the job done than actually maybe playing the traditional Māori way, which is the right way of playing rugby, which is running rugby, which is instinctive, which is intuitive, which at times is a little bit crazy in the nicest possible way, unpredictable. The flair of the Fijians, but the, you know, but at times the structure of New Zealand rugby, that wonderful eclectic mix. 0800-150-811 is the number. Right, uh, let's hear from Brad Weber. Those Adidas balls should come with a slippery when wet. Um, warning sign, because they're, they're pretty slippery, but to be honest, we just were encouraged to, if there was space in front of us to have a crack, we're happy to have a crack from our own 22 if we saw that it was on and just wanted the boys to show a bit of flair and... Um, and play at a speed that um, that we would hope that Ireland couldn't couldn't handle, and um, that first half certainly showed it. So it, was, uh, it was just fun to be a part of, man. I mean, you've been amongst a lot of different teams. Is that something unique, that style of play, to this uh, Māori All Black team? Um, yeah, I think so. We're all Māori, so we all want to bring out that flair, and um, Donk and the coaches want to encourage that, which is, you know, the, you see the, the boys' faces light up when when that's presented, so um, mate, we have a lot of fun here, but um, I've been real impressed with the lads when it's been time to work, they roll the sleeves up and get stuck in as well, so uh, yeah, just incredibly proud to lead them tonight. How impressed were some of the 10 debutants from tonight? Man, they were seriously impressive. Uh, if they had any nerves, they certainly didn't show it. Um, yeah, that looked oh, oh, I can't speak highly enough of them. They're, they're all brilliant. So um, stoked that uh, Ireland took this, took these two games for us. This is huge for Māori rugby, and um, we can't wait to do it again in a couple of weeks in Wellington. Yeah, look, it's interesting there, isn't it? Because Brad Webber's saying, look, we played with flair. Um, did they? Was that any different than a super rugby-type performance in regards to the way and style they played? I mean, I think most New Zealand teams attack from... Um, inside their own 22. Uh, admittedly, neither side kicked a lot of ball to each other tonight. Uh, I think they're realising that why give the ball away? Hold on to the ball. Get go forward. Build phases. Do you agree with Justin Marshall? If you haven't heard him, he's basically said that he didn't feel like he was watching New Zealand Māori team tonight. He felt he was watching an all-black B team. More stylistically. I think we have a romantic notion that Māori's play the perfect style of rugby and that is with flair that is a little bit more ad hoc they got the job done though uh, Michael Holdsworth saying Mark Watson do not be nasty again and again I don't like the old Daz of radio sport not be nasty Michael I'm simply just commenting on Justin Marshall's interview and what Justin Marshall said 
I think we can say there were some very good performances. We've already highlighted Zahn Sullivan, Sean Stevenson. Um, did Cullen Grace do enough to get himself into the All Blacks? Uh, another text here saying, hey, uh, settle, mate. You and... Um, Oh, I'm not even going to bother reading that. It's just such a ridiculous text. Please don't text in unless you've got something intelligent to say. And please, if you are going to text, please do listen to what is being said and the context in which it's being said. God gave you two ears and one mouth. He wasn't stupid. Please remember that, okay? Let's try and be constructive here. The comments I'm making are off the back of what Justin Marshall said. Yes, we got the job done, but who benefits more? What are the All Blacks going to bring differently to what we saw tonight? Where has been the evolution in the game? Did you feel like you were watching a traditional New Zealand Māori side in the style they played tonight, or did you feel like you were watching an all-black B team? These are points Justin Marshall brought up. And we're building on that. Graham, good evening. Welcome. Oh, good day, Mark. How are you? Good, thanks. Oh, good. Yeah, I got the message. Yeah, by the way. Um, yeah, no, I well, it, yeah, I didn't hear what Justin had to say. Oh, was it, um, oh to be fair, look, to, to be fair, Graham, he was pretty scathing. Like he he was pleased that they had a win. He was just disappointed that they just played such um, fundamental, basic New Zealand rugby and didn't really play. Oh, back, which, perhaps which the, they did, and didn't really perhaps play the way that we expect multi teams to play. Yeah, well, no, I think that's absolutely correct. You know, um, yeah, I think that, because I think a lot of this is dictated to by the All Black selectors, you know, mm. and the New Zealand Maori team, you know, as we know, um, has become, you know, more, unless they're on tour somewhere, Clayton McMillan had them away on tour, they, where they would play a Maori style of play, whatever people, you know, I know that's what, we, I heard you talking with Dean Kenny about it last night. Uh, uh, running type game, yeah, and, and there were flashes of that, and I, I think it was, had been wet in Hamilton, to be fair. But yeah, that is dictated to more and more now. Teams are, especially teams like this, would have the New Zealand rugby union banner under them. Um, they 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 are played more to a standardised type of rugby. Well, which well, is well I, I, I think Justin sort of summed it up. I think he summarised his thoughts best when he said, "Look, I didn't feel like I was watching a Maori team. I felt like I was watching an All Black B team," and and, and he was meaning that stylistically. Oh, I know that's exactly that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, know, I think that's correct. Yeah, I know, absolutely. Yeah, I think you, you know he hit the nail on the head, and I think that's. Oh, you know, the more and more I've seen these games, you know, we used to have the, you know, 30 years ago in, in the early 90s, New Zealand A's and teams like that would go play play internal tours against Russia or something, I remember in the 90s. And, you know, and you know, and then it's sort of sick. And now that but the New Zealand Maori team had a sort of separate um, style and that, but they've, they've sort of segued into to that mm. type of rugby. Yeah, it is a standardised form. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Graham, the other thing, and I think sometimes the disappointing thing about all of our teams, sometimes you need the Māori flair or you need a team that plays differently because I think you can always learn a lot. You can always evolve when you've got somebody who breaks the mould, who's a little bit abstract in the way we play. And I think one of Justin's points was that all of our rugby just appears to be the same blueprint, whether it be at a super rugby level, whether it be at what we saw tonight and what we're probably going to see on Saturday night. And I think there is a danger in that, Graham, that maybe 
our teams, and Justin didn't agree with me on this, but are our teams too overcoached now? Are we not empowering our players enough? Um, but one thing Justin also said was that back in his time, they'd often build the game plan around key players. Why wouldn't you build a game plan around Jonah, uh, Jonah Lomu? You know, why wouldn't you perhaps yeah, yeah, build a game, yeah. you know, game plan um, around a Will Jordan if he was available? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, exactly what you mean. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Crusaders fan, but, you know, but I, I think Scott Robertson does coach the team teams different and I've got to say that and you know I think but, 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 but we saw but we saw that with Scott Robertson we saw him evolve we saw him change yep. the game plan in that final yep exactly and you know it's not just horses for courses because it sounds a bit boring at times but but it's about evolving and about using players and and using their personalities and the way they play etc etc but you know um you know I think now we do have a you know I, I believe I've got to say it. It is. A, it has become a you know a hereditary blueprint now in New Zealand rugby. You know, and I think Clayton McMillan's a fine coach. Actually, what he's done with the Chiefs. You know, they made the oh, yeah. Super Rugby Aotearoa final last year, and they, you know, they beat beaten by the Crusaders here in Christchurch. But you know, but they they are now under. You become a coach now of one of those teams, and you know you've got to be players come in or come out. Depending on what the All Blacks want, it's not like the New Zealand Murray team. You know, do I say it in the seventies and eighties where they were? You know, guys. I remember Billy Bush and Bill oh, mate, I, but and all I, those. I always they were they were entities. They were they were they were yeah. icons of the game. But I grew up and I always remember. You know, and it was a classic. And all the way said with a smile on our face, and you could imagine Billy T. James sort of saying it too. You know, oh, the old Maldi sidestep, which was pretty much yeah. straight up the yeah, middle. Hickory, mate. You know, Hickory, which was basically steamrolling somebody. You know, straight up the guts. You know, um, and you think of the likes of the George Nepiers and the wonderful players, the Polkettis that have played over the years as well. Um, yeah, it's 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 a concern. Can I ask you this, Graham? So, you know, the surprising thing for me from Ireland tonight is we didn't see any kicking from the base of the scrum, um, no, which has been all. a strength. So, no sort of Connor Murray type stuff. No. Um, but who? So we, we we probably saw the Irish blueprint tonight. Wow. And they probably <laughs> saw the All Black blueprint. Who, who's who's who took the most out of it intellectual property wise? Andy Farrell oh. or the All Black coaches? Oh, I'd say oh, I think Andy Farrell because I mean because I think that it's hard to well it's hard to equate too. You can't because I mean it's like picking lotto numbers, but I think that probably Andy Farrell up to a point um, by a nose because probably they they were picking their B team, the New Zealand Maori team. Like we were just talking mm. about them being uh, you know a pseudo B team. Well, give or take. You know, probably a number of players, but yeah, but they probably they they wouldn't they weren't going to show their hand in terms of game plan too much. The Irish, I think they'll play. You know, I imagine you know what they've done in the last few years, even though Joe Schmidt's with us now. Um, you know, um, you know, they'll they'll have their own game plan. They weren't going to you know have that. You know, but Clayton McMillan had the shackles mm-hmm. to a degree put on him. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a great. Oh, cup. Well, I think you know, just you know, just to say, Cullen Grace, I thought played, you know, he, he showed his wares at number eight. And, you you know, see, and, just, uh, just, and, just, and the, Justin, Justin wasn't as convinced on that. Justin was fairly honest on it, and he was sort of sat on the fence a little bit. He still felt that perhaps he wasn't quite there at All Black level, but that's not to say you're sort of almost on the cusp. Oh yeah, no, I, yeah, he said that to me and um, uh, Ricardo uh, the other week. Yeah. yeah. 
And, and look, and, uh, you know, and look, that, that that's not to say he won't. Um, that's not to say that he's not a magnificent Super Rugby player. But look, I could say the same thing uh, equally too about you know a number of the All Blacks, um, Akira Wani and our. Um, you know who's our who's our number eight? You know, I think yeah, they play quite well. Well, at that yeah. Level. And the thing about Cullen is too, he, he's not a he's not a physical you know, monster, not a is he? Carry. Yeah, and he, you know, he's not he's not gonna. Yeah, I mean, you know, he came into the team obviously after a big campaign, you know, and he, you know, I think he, you know, it was one of those games where you know that that suited his style mm. of play, but he's not a flashy player and you know mm. people want 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 a lot of ball skills now and you know i remember back in the day you know players would get in that heard superior so-called superior ball skills to um to someone who who was a grafter but people call them journeymen and all sorts people but i you know i rate cullen grace but you know you know oh, look, gonna, I, 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 I mean he's had his time he has been in all black but he will have his time again oh, I he don't, got about a minute he got a minute against Argentina. yeah but i don't look I, but, but they brought him into the environment which at least means he's on the radar i think he was there tonight because he's still on the radar clearly and i don't think it's only a matter of time before he does come in hey look graham i've got to move along but as always thank you no, 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 great, great talking to you. Yep, we'll talk again. So. There you go, Graham Patterson out of Christchurch, Crusaders' biggest fan, uh, without doubt, 21 minutes after 10, 0800 150 Jump on the phone, give us your thoughts. Ireland, first game up, beaten. Um, beaten comprehensively, let's be fair about it, by the New Zealand Māori. Uh, very hard for touring teams, first up. We saw that with the British and Irish Lions when uh, Northland... Was it a Northland selection when the Irish Lions were here in 2017? Almost got the job done. It might have just been a Northland team. Almost tipped them up. Um, but New Zealand are not great starters. you only got to go back 12 months to when we played Fiji first up. And Fiji, I think, scored three or four tries in one of those tests. We were pretty damn woeful. Yeah, you know, I, I don't buy into. I, I don't want to see excuses this weekend about, oh, you know, we had players down with COVID and all the rest of it. It is what it is. We've got that much depth. We're New Zealand rugby man. What did you make of the Irish performance? What did you see from them that we should be worried about? Not, I'm not talking about the players on the field so much because they're not really going to feature in the tests. They're clearly the dirt trackers, but stylistically, what did you see from the Irish? I've got to say Bundy Arkey, quality player. He He's actually what frustrates me at times about New Zealand rugby, but also a sort of a strength of New Zealand rugby at the same time, and that is Bundyaki is one of those guys who walks into any other international side in the world because they look at the 10 reasons why he's good enough. We apparently have so much depth, we start to micro-dissect players and give reasons why, 10 reasons why a player's not good enough. Stayed in New Zealand, Bundyaki, I think he was playing for Wellington, wasn't he? He would never have been an All Black, would he? Oh, look, I hope that at some point Sean Stevenson gets an opportunity. Sean Stevenson is a player who just every week, like James, oh, is it James Lowe? James Lowe that plays for Ireland? Is it James Lowe? Yeah, James Lowe. Um, you know, did every week. Brilliant. But for some reason just are not fashionable enough. And yet, you know, if they are to go into other international sides, they end up causing us a bit of trouble. Sean Stevenson will walk into any other international side in the world at the moment. 23 minutes after 10, we are taking your calls. 0800-150-811. We'll hear from um, Clayton McMillan. Uh, We've also heard from Sean Stevenson as well. And um, so plenty of 
um, highlights to come as we look back on the New Zealand Māori beating the Irish 32 points to 17 on a wee segment on this Wednesday the 29th of June called Bleeding Black. There's a star waiting in the sky He'd like to come and meet us But he thinks he'd blow our minds There's a star Is this Ziggy Stardust or is this... Just turn that down. Is that Ziggy Stardust or is that um, David Bowie? Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, one and the same, but was that released under Ziggy Stardust? Do you know? It was? Yeah. Okay. Just thought I'd share that with you. 28 and a half minutes after 10 o'clock. Good music choice. Uh, ben Francis with us. A segment called Bleeding Black. Uh, are we bleeding black? Disappointing crowd by Caddo Stadium. Why did nobody turn up? We've got to be smarter when we put these games. Now, equally, the Irish don't want to be seen halfway around the country four days out from a test match in Auckland. I get that. But would it have gone better up north and Northland, perhaps? Could we have taken it up to a smaller town, played it in a little bit more of a rural environment? Let's be honest, what was the crowd tonight? Five, six thousand? We'd be lucky to have six thousand, wouldn't we? Is it because we're not familiar with the Irish team and we know that it's a bunch of dirt trackers and therefore there's no brand athletes to say, hey, oh, and it's all the great... Has there ever been a great rugby pl- Irish rugby player? There's probably been a few. Probably get myself into trouble for saying that. Um, but, you know, uh, and then equally, uh, the Māori. But haven't we waited for this sort of stuff? Haven't we waited for just something different? This didn't look good on television at all. Uh, one one thing I will say, I, I do think that Sky's production of rugby is excellent. I think the way they cover the game is fantastic. I'm not saying that necessarily the content prior to the game, but actually in terms of its um, directori- directorial direction, I think is excellent. I think our commentators, oh, I love Tony Johnson. I think he's brilliant. I think he's just a wonderful commentator, Tony. And I've said this, I've been lucky enough to travel to the Olympics with Tony and, um, yeah, in my opinion, best rugby commentator in the world. Uh, I don't say that lightly. Um, I'm quite critical of commentators. I'm in the game the same. Well, I'm not critical of commentators because I know how subjective it is. And I've been lauded and I've been abused. I've been abused. Um, hey, if you've just joined us, you've watched, you're lying there in bed, you're thinking to yourself, oh, I wouldn't mind giving them a call. Give me a call. Make your debut. You know that old saying? Long time listener, first time caller. I want that to be you. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight double one. Ben. I've got the official crowd number for you. What was it? You're not going to believe it. I could you not? I, my jaw dropped when I saw it. 9,253. It wasn't 9,000 people there, was there? Doesn't look like it. Maybe it was on the other side. Did they just have the cameras on one side, didn't they? Yeah, maybe. But Pretty disappointing, though, 9,000 people, considering, too. I mean, it's only an hour, just over an hour and a half drive from Auckland down there on the motorway. Um, Irish here, Hamilton's a big populace, supposed to be our national game. Oh, I got a text earlier from Josh too saying, hey Mark, I've watched most of the first 15 games in Sky this year, no vision, all Super Rugby style, your thoughts? Well, one leads the other, doesn't it? You're influenced by what you see on TV. Um, you know, it's amazing when Sonny Bill Williams came along and got the offload going, you saw every school team in the country with the offload. Uh, but... Yeah, I just wonder whether rugby, is there room for evolution under the current rules with the size of the players, the space on the field? I'll say this, and 
I'd still like to see New Zealand teams do it more. And we, we, we still just seem to go sort of one or two off the rut, don't we? But whatever happened just to the good old pick and go, going straight up the middle? The best rugby we played last year was that 15 minutes after halftime against the French, we were just direct. We were direct. What did we see tonight, though? That format, yep, one or two phases, go out wide, look to run the Irish around, see if you could sort of break them fitness-wise. The problem with that is it's really easy to slow a game down, feign injury. Um, who were the standouts tonight? Any read on this Irish team? They brought 40 players out. They had 23 technically there tonight, so they probably had their Irish B team out. How much better is their A team? Do we believe they're not going to kick from the base of the scrum on Saturday night? Jamison Gibson Park? It's been a weakness of New Zealand of All Black teams in recent times. We've been exploited in that area if the kicks are accurate enough. I think the Irish would be stupid if they just want to try and keep ball in hand and just be direct and just be physical. They've also got to evolve too. Yes, they've got the measure of the All Blacks in recent times. But they should also realise New Zealand rugby is very good at adapting. We don't like getting beaten. We bounce back quickly. Let's hear from the New Zealand Māori, uh, New Zealand uh, Māori All Blacks coach Clayton McMillan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, absolutely stoked for the boys. They wanted to be brave, come out, be courageous, and throw the ball around. And conditions looked early like wasn't going to play or was going to play a negative part to how we wanted to play, but. Um, but they certainly gave it gave it some air, and we got some <laughs> some really good tries. Hey, Donk, Kilda brother, Bryn here. Hey, look, um, just want to ask you about the debutants. You know, you had ten of them. Look, I thought Cam Sewer four. There's been a lot of words around Cullen Grace, and obviously other boys that have played. But I thought guys like him were outstanding tonight. Were there a few that you thought were outstanding? Can probably stake their claim for that second Test match coming up in a fortnight's time. Yeah, I think Cam has been is really underrated. He obviously didn't get a lot of a lot of game time with the Blues, given. Uh, yeah, the caliber of players up there, but um, speaking to Leon, he rated him highly. We needed that profile of player in our mix, just a big ball carrier, going to hit hard and defensively and just work hard in general and, and pick up his detail really quickly. He did that, so you know he's put himself well and truly in the shot window. Uh, but there was lots of good performances. I thought our, our front row boys really stood up um, and gave us a good platform, particularly off our scrums, to strike from. And um, yeah, everyone had great moments in the game. We're really proud of them. Kia ora Clayton, Joey here mate, um, talking about the set piece, I mean you must be absolutely thrilled with the performance of your type 5, you probably thought going into this week that that's where the Irish were going to come at you, bring some real heat, you must have been really happy with the set piece performance tonight? Yeah, absolutely, um, you know you need, to, you need to have your fair share of position, quality position to be able to you know, stress teams at any level and um, you know, Huge amount of respect for, for for the Irish and what they bring to the table, but um, yeah, I really thought our tight five did a did a magnificent job, made everyone else's easier. Um, and it wasn't, but it wasn't just scrum time. You know, our front rowers made a lot of tackles. They carried with the ball, they were impressive in that space. So you know, there's there's some exciting young talent coming through in Māori ranks. 
Plates, you also talked, you touched on in your pre-match with Sean Wainui and how much he means to this team. And I guess maybe give us a little bit of an insight around what was Swiss said about the week. I know it's as mouldy. It would have been quite an emotional week. Been able to see pictures of him again. But I guess what was the meaning for this week to be able to have, you know, Paige and his whanau here to be able to, I guess, commend all the work that he's done for the mouldy rugby? Yeah, firstly, I just want to acknowledge the, the great gesture that Ireland did by, um, you know, contacting us and saying they wanted to present a jersey. Um, yeah, that was that was emotional in itself. Um, I thought the, the boys did a great job of acknowledging that through their haka um, and through their performance. So, you know, Shawnee boy, he's, um, he, he he was a proud Māori, and you know this team meant a hell of a lot to him, and it meant a lot to us to you know show the sort of fighting spirit and to to get every ounce of ability out of yourself, just like he did. Um, so he's you know he's been sorely missed this year, but. I think um, in lots of respects we'll um, try really hard to honour him as best as we can. Donk, the, the first half, your, your dominated position, territory, all the stats. That second half, Ireland seemed to come into it. What, what do you take away from that second half going into the next test in, in Wellington? Yeah, we knew that would come. Um, you know, their discipline, I think, in the first half was pretty poor, which gave us plenty of possession and access into, into their half, and we were able to score some points, and they obviously... You know, addressed it at half time and come out and probably had the momentum for the first sort of 20 minutes. Um, but again, I was really, I was really happy with how we just continued to spread the ball and you know wanted to uh, wanted to play. I thought we were really adventurous and at times it didn't come off. But um, I, I love this as a starting point and challenge for us is to improve our game because we know that they will this week, next week, and when we play them um, down in Wellington. Clayton, just quickly, as a proud Māori from Rotorua, there's so many whānaus here tonight. What does it mean to you to coach the side? Oh, it means everything. You know, um, I'm proud Māori. All these boys are proud Māori, and we know that, um, you know, all our whanaunga out there in Aotearoa um, all want us to do well. Um, we've had plenty of well wishes, and it means a lot to us that we've been able to go out and, and not just represent ourselves, but, um, but our family you know, our, our iwi, hapu, friends, um, all of, all of Aotearoa, like actually um, with, a, with a, a pretty pretty comprehensive performance. Yeah, disappointing crowd though, um, really disappointing, 9,000 people, and I, I reckon that's inflated to be honest, it certainly didn't look like 9,000, looked like a lot less than that, uh, they're trying to put a bit of a spin on it, a bit of a brave face, uh, I don't know about you Ben, but I didn't see 9,000 mate, uh, and you're shaking your head, I just wonder whether that game too, maybe we'd got Ireland over here a little early, played that on the weekend, took it to the East Coast um, and let the Irish get a real feel for Kiwiana here and let the local iwi down there look after them with the great seafood and the great way they do it down there in Ruatoria. Um, even if, you know, maybe the infrastructure around the stadiums and stuff might not be as good, um, give them that real New Zealand experience. Um, yeah, I think that was the thing. I just didn't look good on TV with so many empty seats. I, I thought it was quite disrespectful. Quite disrespectful. Uh, all in all, though, very good performance from New Zealand Māori. Uh, it'll get harder in a few weeks' time uh, for that second, can I call it a test, that second Māori test? I think it's on the 12th of July, possibly. Um, just the question that I've been posing, and we're sort of coming out to 11 o'clock and the show's going to end shortly, but did we get a good idea of how Ireland are going to play? Anything different than what we've seen recently? And can we suggest that the way the Māori play is the way New Zealand teams play and that's the way the All Blacks are going to play? The All Blacks will be wanting really good ruck speed. 
they'll be wanting to play at pace. But I mean, when I mean pace, I think more at the breakdown. They want to be a lot more physical. They want to come out hard. One thing that let Ireland down in that first half, and they did concede 32 points, was discipline. They will address those issues. I didn't think Wayne Barnes refereed too badly. I mean, you know, he's never going to be a fan here, is he, Wayne Barnes, because of the so-called 2007 quarterfinal against the French. Hard to believe Wayne Barnes might refereeing, what, some 15 years at an international level. Only feels like yesterday we're leaving Cardiff getting beaten by the French quarterfinals of the Rugby World Cup. Tell you a little story about that when I come back. 20 minutes away from 11. It is 15 minutes away from 11 o'clock. This is Bleeding Black. We are putting the spotlight and focus on the first Irish game of this 2022 tour. And it is the New Zealand Maldi that have got up over Ireland by 32 points to 17. They led 32 points to 10 at halftime in a very good all-round performance. Justin Marshall maybe felt that they didn't perhaps play the way traditional Māori sides play and that perhaps they play just a little bit too much structure and felt at times he was actually more of an all-black B team rather than an all-black, uh, rather than a New Zealand Māori side. Some interesting comments indeed. Um, but look, hey, um, it's always open to interpretation, isn't it? Um, look, we will, while we've got you here, let's um, just get some more insight from some of the um players that were out there on the field tonight. Let's um, hear from uh, Irish captain, Bundy Aki. Oh, Bundy, I know a tough night at the office. I mean, congratulations on getting uh, the skipper's armband and bringing your Irish team down here on a place, you know, quite familiar. Um, do you think in that first half you just gave them too much of a lead and you felt like you were always chasing the game? Um, yeah, fair play to the Māori All Blacks boys. They came out firing. Um, they were playing on top of us from the get-go. Uh, we couldn't get our game going. Um, and, yeah, they deservedly won that game. But, uh, There's a, num- a couple, number of occasions where you really did threaten, especially with those back balls, but it's just those little mistakes. Do you feel like it's just hard to get your continuity? Yeah, it is. You know, we've got a, a lot of learnings for, out of this game and, um, you know, a lot of new boys here, a lot of young guys, and they certainly will learn. Uh, we will all learn from this, uh, from this game and try and build on for the rest of the series. Uh, but like I said... Um, yeah, the Māori All Blacks were a way better team tonight. And I suppose it was nice for you uh, seeing the Ainga and the Fano here supporting you hard as always. Um, yeah, you know it's uh, I've been away from home for a long time, um, and to get this honour and privilege to lead out this kind of team, um, I don't take it lightly. Uh, it's definitely a blessing in disguise, but it's definitely a, a privilege to be able to lead them. It's interesting though, isn't it, Bundy, uh, Key? Because we had Stephen on earlier sort of somewhat amused and thinks New World Rugby needs to sort it out where, uh, you know, these players can go end up and playing for these other countries even though really, let's be honest, they don't have any sort of real connection or bloodlines. And there was Bundy, uh, Key, captain of Ireland, saying, yeah, I've been away from home for a long time. What, Ireland's not your home? Nothing against Bundy, uh, Key, but that's sort of, I guess, where Steve maybe was coming from. Um, how Irish are you? Um, how much of this is just about playing international rugby versus, you know, yeah, bleeding, what are we calling this? Bleeding black? What would you call the Irish? Bleeding green? Bleeding four-leaf clovers? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, look, it doesn't really bother me, to be perfectly honest. It's just from previous call, so I just thought that maybe highlighted Steve's point. Uh, one player who was just simply outstanding tonight was fullback Zahn Sullivan. 
joining us now on debut. Zan, thank you for joining us. How did it feel to pull on that Māori All Blacks jersey tonight? Yeah, it was an honour and privilege to uh, put the Māori All Blacks jersey on. Um, I put the under-20s on, on but uh, to go off that grade is, is bloody awesome. Kia ora Zan, Bryn here, mate. Look, unbelievable test match for you, bro, being your first one. Um, I guess the first question that I have for you is, how did it feel playing with your brother? Obviously, you've played with him as you're younger, and to be able to represent your people and your whanau, um, how was it running out with him tonight? Yeah, as I said, just putting it on the black jersey is an honour, um, and then putting it on with your older brother. You've never done it before, so to do it on this stage, an international stage against a quality side like Ireland, is, is just massive. Hey, Zan, Joey Wheeler here, mate. Um, in terms of the atmosphere pre-game, it uh, would have been special, I would imagine, pumping you boys up with the, the couple of Haka performances. How did you find uh, being on on this par and, and performing in, in, in the Māori All Blacks jersey? Yeah, we, we got a um, talk to on on Friday. Webby um, explained us, you know, what this field actually is. And we kind of, we took it our own way. Um, I know boys would have taken it a lot closer to them as a, as a blues man for me, I just took it as how I could treat this as my home and, you know, just made sure I felt comfortable where I was. Your performance tonight, mate, was special. You were everywhere, kicking game, running game, exceptional. Um, how was the, the build-up to that and what, what do you think you put that performance down to? I think it was just uh, coming off the end of that, you know, the great blues um, campaign that we had this year and it's just trying to implement, you know, what I can do on, in the Māori uh, All Black jersey to put on the field here, so <laughs> I'll just leave it up to that and just confidence uh, within myself. And last one for me, Zan, just a question for me, mate. You're obviously a pepiha, you know how important it is being in that environment. For yourself, how was that? And who was actually the worst? How was my mate Cullen Grace? Because <laughs> he was he was absolutely petrified that he was going to do his pepiha. How did he go, mate? No, he was actually, I reckon he was pretty, pretty casual, eh? Just normal, comes to him. <laughs> me and Balin made sure we got the right one, so... <laughs> Hopefully, um, next time, you know, we're not as nervous uh, next time we come into camp. Yes, and we'll finish the programme with Nick. Hi, Nick. There you go, Molo. Yeah, good, thanks. You got, I don't realise you're back. Uh, anyway, good game from the Marys tonight, but I think, like, you had Marshy on before, and I listened to him a wee bit. I mean, this Irish team's going to lift up another big notches. We could be in big trouble on Saturday, but we'll see. Yeah, look, I don't disagree. Um, we're not great starters. Um, that was a second-rate Irish team tonight. Um, I think we're going to be more innovative, but I'm not sure where the innovation's coming from, Nick. Well, we all know why it's not coming here, isn't it? Oh, so, we do, I know, but we've got to have to live with it at the moment, know, don't we? Yeah, so I don't know. When, uh, if the change gets made earlier before the World Cup, I can't see it happening. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a bad thing to say, but... We nearly want us to lose the World Cup so we get a change. But well, we w want us to lose the yeah. Irish series so we get a change. But, Nick, we uh, and I'm going to have to leave it there, Nick, but I just want to say while you're listening, we actually, if we lose the series island, we actually need to make a statement and sack Ian Foster because we need to protect the all-black brand. If we don't, what we're saying is it's OK to lose and it's not OK to lose and there needs to be a level of accountability, Nick. Yeah. No, good on you. Hey, lovely to have you in the programme. Thank you. Special thanks to Ben Francis. That is us. First edition here of... What do we call it? Bleeding black. There you go. Bleeding black. Mental block. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91